0: For some context, I was a 12-year-old kid when this story took place, and I was a shorter kid for my age. My friend and I, Jaden, were at our friend Mike's house. It was midwinter in the middle of daylight savings time, so it got dark pretty early. It was like 8.30 at night, and our moms wanted us to walk home. For some context, it was about a 10-15 minute walk from Mike's house. Jaden and I lived pretty close together and we had to split ways about halfway through the walk. Anyways, we started on the walk and we were only about one to two minutes through the walk. Then out of nowhere, out of the corner of my eye, I noticed a man about 15 yards behind us. Now, of course, I didn't think anything of it, but then we took a turn and the man took the same turn behind us. At this point, Jaden noticed the man too. So just in case of the worst, we started to speed walk a little bit. This is where it started to get weird. The man had picked up his pace as well. At this point, he had yelled something out that we couldn't understand and then he started sprinting right for us. We were terrified and we started hauling ass down the street and within a minute, we were now at the turn where we had split ways. We didn't even say a word, then ran down our different paths. I ran down my street and up to my front doorstep, and I looked back, and the man was now standing about 60 yards away from my house, just staring at me. This was the first time that I'd gotten a real good look at the man, and my best description was that he was around 45 years old, wearing a plaid button-up shirt with black sweatpants, and he was standing around 6 foot tall. Anyways, after about 4 seconds of staring at the man, he just turned around and walked away. I then opened the front door and ran upstairs to my bedroom, and then instantly called Jaden. After talking for about 20 minutes, we both decided on not telling our parents. I never came out of my bedroom for the rest of that night. I also forgot to mention that this took place on December 21st, only four days before Christmas. I really thought that was the end of it, but to my absolute horror, it wasn't, so on Christmas Eve. My family and I were sitting on the couch watching Christmas movies, and then there was a knock on the door. Keep in mind, it was almost 10 o'clock at this point. We all kind of just sat there looking at each other. Then they knocked again. For context for the next events, my dad was no small man. He was six foot four, built like a truck, and at least 300 pounds. He would turn into a mama grizzly bear protecting her cubs whenever it came to protecting his family anyways he went to the door and answered it you guessed it it was the man from before i then let out a loud scream and i had screamed for my dad to close the door he looked back at me and then to my horror the man had tried to push his way into our house before i knew it my dad and the man were now in a struggle and my dad shoved him right in his ass and then slammed the door closed and locked it Then the guy got up, and he started to bang on the door, then screaming, I'm gonna kill you! And he then started banging more. My dad told me, my mom, and brother to go lock ourselves in the bedroom and call the police, and for my mom to grab the biggest knife she could find. We did, and my dad got his gun, a rifle that he had used for hunting. The next thing I know, I then hear my dad then scream, Get the fuck out of here or I'm gonna shoot you! He screamed that as loud as he could, and then a few seconds afterwards, the doorknob had stopped turning, and the banging stopped. At this point, my brother and I were still sobbing, and my mom was still on the phone with the police. My dad then swung open the door just in time to see the old man's beat-up SUV then speeding away. We came out of the bathroom still sobbing and shaking up, and we were all just hugging each other. We then sat down to wait for the police and I had to tell my parents about how a few nights before, what had happened with the man, and it was a mixture of being mad for not telling them and still being in shock. Within about five minutes later, the police had arrived. We gave them our descriptions and statements, and they had a cop stay in our neighborhood for the rest of the night. Jaden was in shock when I told him, and I never walked anywhere alone after that for like three years. As most stories go, The police never found the man to this day. And as far as I'm aware, I've never seen him again. I really hope it stays that way. Because of what we all went through, this will always be a terrifying holiday memory for me and my family. In the early 90s, my father was a highway bus driver. This happened in late fall or early winter and there was only a few inches of snow on the ground, and I figured it might be a good Christmas story. On one of his runs, he had a passenger that had recently had a leg amputated because of diabetes. The man was loud, bitter, whiny, and suffered phantom pains in his leg that was no longer there. He was making everyone around him very irritated and frustrated. He even mentioned that he wished the old fucker upstairs would stop screwing him over and end his suffering. Not too long after that, a man was standing on top of a hill and had waved my dad down. The man got on and bought a ticket, and he said he lived along the highway about an hour's drive. My father had no idea how he got there. There was nothing around. The man then sat next to the grumpy old man and then said, Hey, I know you. The old man just replied with, Bullshit. I've never seen you in my life. To which the man replied back with, ''No, you're right. You've never seen me, but I've definitely seen you. I was watching you when I was hiding in your wife's closet, you know? When you came home early from work?'' Well, the old grumpy man started to laugh, then said, ''You should have done me a favor and take her with you when you went to hide.'' For the next hour or so, the mystery passenger was cracking up one joke after another, and were telling of shenanigans they did as children, amongst other things. Then the guy told my father he was getting off right around the next curve. He looked at the old man and then said, Your grandson Jay really needs you more than you know. Please take care. Then got off the bus. My dad was surprised. There was nothing around. Just forest covered in a fresh thin layer of snow. And as he was about to drive off, the old man said, Hey, he forgot his money. My father stopped the bus. He grabbed the bills that were left on the seat and then ran to catch the guy to return his money. Only, when he got off, he couldn't find the man anywhere. No house or driveways anywhere near the area and no footprints, nothing. No one on the bus saw where he went either. My father just gave the old man the money and then said, I think he left this for you, to which the old man replied with, how did he know my grandson's name? According to my dad, the rest of the trip was real quiet and barely a word was spoken, but the old man with the missing leg sat there with a smile on his face and he didn't say a word for the rest of the trip. My dad passed away eight years ago and he probably told me this story some 15 years ago so there's some details that are probably not accurate. However, I do assure you that the story's real. In his 25 years of driving in Ontario, Northland, he and his coworkers had plenty of scary or strange encounters. One abusive man that followed his bus for six hours to get his wife back, one European guy who had accused the driver of driving in circles and had started to punch the driver while he was driving, a moose nearly kicking the windshield out of the bus, drunk passengers causing problems, a stripper losing a five-foot python in the bus, and then found three weeks later. Yeah, my dad had some pretty wild stories, that's for sure. It was Christmas Eve of 2016, and my mom's family had come up from Durban to spend the holidays with us in Johannesburg. They arrived around 1 p.m., and after they had settled in, they immediately started drinking. My cousin and I had decided to go see the Christmas lights, and everyone eventually told us that they wanted to join us. We had to take two cars because there was like nine of us. We had left my house at 6pm, and we had had a really good time. We left there at about 11, and on the way back, my cousin had told me that she needed to fill gas. So we had stopped to fill gas, and my parents who were in the other car decided to stop at the McDonald's directly opposite of the gas station. My dad had then called us to ask if we wanted anything. For some more context, there were about four of us in my cousin's car, and then five in my parents' car. As soon as my dad cut the call with us, there were now two men who ran up to my parents' car with guns and knives. My dad immediately then shouted, Take whatever you want! That's when my cousin and I ran out of the car to see what was happening, when another guy came out of nowhere and was now screaming, If you dare to fucking move, I'll blow your brains out! We all just stood there as my mom and dad were trying to help everyone out of the car before these men drove away. They eventually drove away, and they took my dad's wallet and phone, my mom's purse, as well as the house keys and personal documents with our address on them. We then immediately called my mom's brother and his wife, who were luckily nearby, as well as the police. My dad and my mom's brother went to the police station while we were driving home. I know this might not seem like a very scary story, but it was one of the most traumatic events that I've ever experienced, and I still can drive at night to this day because of it. The police did find the car, but everything in it was gone, including the house keys and the documents with our address. Thankfully and obviously, we managed to change the locks the same night, but this experience still haunts me, especially this happening during the holiday season. This happened back in 2017 when I was 18. I'd started working as a cashier at a dollar store in my tiny hometown. The pay wasn't that great, but my co-workers were. I had made a lot of good friends that I still have to this day, and most of the customers were friendly. Most of them, that is. Until one day when this man came in. We'll call him Chris. Chris was a big guy, probably about 6'4", 300 pounds. He wore glasses and he had a big beard. He usually had a son with him when he came to the store. This particular day, I was in a good mood. I don't remember why, but that changed when Chris and his young son came through my line, then putting their items on the counter. I rang him up, and as I was waiting for his receipt to print, I was swaying back and forth impatiently, as our printers were super slow. I had heard him chuckle and looked up at him, and he then said, just above a whisper, with the creepiest grin, ''Are you dancing for me?'' I instantly felt nauseous, but I just kind of laughed it off. I was too shy back then to stand up for myself. I would later live to regret that. His son looked so uncomfortable with what his father had just said to me, but he stayed quiet, almost like he was used to this behavior. I finally handed over the receipt, and Chris pulled out a pen, quickly scribbling on the back of it. He then said, Call me sometime then left the paper on the counter. It was his name and number. I immediately threw it in the trash and then moved on to my next customer. Later that day when I got off work, I checked my phone and I noticed a Facebook friend request from Chris. He had used my name tag to find me online. I just blocked his account and moved on. After that, I saw Chris in the store a lot almost every day that I worked, and no matter how many people were in my line, he'd come to my aisle, just for the chance to whisper gross things to me. I started ignoring him, acting like I didn't hear anything he said, and just stared straight forward at my monitor until the transaction was over. I told my manager about him. She was a good friend of mine by that point, and she took what I said very seriously. She started letting me hide in the back whenever Chris came into the store so that I wouldn't have to deal with his weird ass. I was really grateful for that. But one particular very busy day, I wasn't able to do that. It was the holidays, and every register was open, all hands on deck. I saw Chris come in, and so did my manager who was working the register behind mine. So when Chris got in line when I had five others waiting, While my manager only had three people in her line, she then quickly called out. Hey, I can get you over here, sir. Chris then blatantly ignored her, so she called out again. This time he left my line and he went to hers, very obviously angry about the interference. I breathed a sigh of relief when he left the store, but his truck never left the parking lot. He was also parked right next to my car. Hours passed, and when it was time for me to go home, I waited and waited, but he never left. I then told my manager to watch me as I walked in my car, which she agreed. I fast walked in my car, making sure not to glance his way. I got inside, locked my doors, and waited for a few more minutes. He still didn't budge. I was tired and ready to go home at this point so I just cranked up my car and pulled out of the parking lot. Well, when I reached the first red light, I looked in my rearview mirror, and what do I see? There his truck was, right behind me. By this point, I was more angry than scared, but definitely still uneasy. It followed me all the way through town, and I knew I couldn't go home, so I decided to drive to my mom's workplace. I had called her on my way there, and I had told her what was happening. She waited outside for me, and when I pulled into the parking lot, Chris kept driving forward. I was relieved, but I had had enough. I broke down and told my mom everything. I was shocked when I told her his name, and that she had somehow remembered him from high school. He was the same age as my mom. Word got around to my older brother, and he was livid. He found Chris on Facebook, and, well, he had sent a very detailed angry threat to him. To this day, I'm not sure what all he said. All I know is Chris opened it, and he never responded. From that day forward, he never said another word to me. He still came in the store almost every time I was working, but he never spoke a single word to me. I'm very thankful that this is all that happened because a lot of these cases don't end well for anyone. Things could have gotten a lot worse, but I'm so grateful that they didn't. I'm also very grateful for my protective older brother, who had apparently scared the life out of this man from ever attempting anything else. I'm not really sure what Chris's goal was, maybe just to scare a shy 18-year-old girl, but I'm really glad I never had to find out. I'm a 17-year-old female, and I was either 13 or 14 when this happened. My family decided to go to Duke's for lunch. Believe it or not, I had actually never eaten there before, so I was kind of excited to try out a new restaurant. Let me explain the layout first. The room we sat in was long, rectangular-shaped with booths along each wall and tables for larger groups in the middle, which is where my family and I sat at. Upon sitting down, I had noticed a guy sitting a few booths in front of me, facing me. He appeared to be in his late teens, maybe 17 or 18. He was sitting with the woman who had her back facing me. Obviously, since I couldn't see her face, I couldn't get a good look at her, but she seemed to be older than him. I just assumed she was probably the guy's mother. Anyhow, I immediately got a weird vibe from this guy as he then kept staring at me and flashing his eyebrows at me in a very creepy and flirtatious kind of way. Like I said, I was only around 13 at the time, so I found it very strange that some 17 or 18 year old guy would be flirting with me. I decided to just ignore him and not say anything to anyone as to not ruin our lunch. As I'm waiting for my food, which of course is taking forever. I kept noticing that every time I looked in the guy's direction, he was just staring at me with the creepiest smile I'd ever seen. Literally just staring, smiling, and flashing his eyebrows at me like a complete creep. Well not long after our food arrives, I look over at the guy again, and he's still staring. Except this time he's now resting his chin on his hands, and is clearly making a heart shape with his hands. I was absolutely disgusted and just weirded out by this guy. I had always appeared a lot younger than what I actually am, so this dude had to have known that I was much younger than him and that I was clearly only a kid at the time. I mean, what normal adult guy is attracted to a 13-year-old girl? And the fact that there was someone else with him made this all the more weirder. The woman had to have noticed him acting like a creep, right? I can't help but wonder if that's how the guy normally acts in public, because the woman he was with didn't even act like anything was wrong. Well, after what seemed like forever, the creepy guy had finally left. I had never felt so relieved in my entire life. Now I can finally have a nice normal lunch with my family. You're probably thinking that the story ends here. Well, it doesn't. After lunch, my family had to make a stop at Walmart for a few things. At this point, I had pretty much forgotten all about the weird guy, and I didn't think anything else would happen at this point. So now we're at Walmart. I want to mention that this all took place close to the holiday season. So as you can imagine, Walmart was packed. There were so many people there that it would have been very difficult to find anyone I knew in the crowd. I don't even remember what we were looking for, but when we are almost done shopping, Guess who I spawned just a few yards away from me. Yeah, you guessed it. Creepy restaurant guy. I was horrified. With all these people here, what were the damn chances that I would see this guy again at my exact location in the store? I could only think of two explanations. Again, this was the holiday season, so there was a good chance that it could have just been a coincidence that this guy was also shopping at the Walmart but I really didn't think that was the case. Second, during lunch, I know my family had mentioned going to Walmart afterwards, so as crazy as it sounds, I couldn't help but wonder if the creepy guy was listening to our conversation. The restaurant was very busy and noisy, so it would have been difficult for the guy to hear what we were saying. However, he was only a few tables away from us, so I guess it could be possible. At least this time, the guy wasn't staring and didn't seem to notice me, so I took that as my opportunity to hide amongst my family members. Thankfully, we were able to pay and leave the store without any more encounters with the weird guy. My family thankfully didn't notice him at the restaurant or at the store, and to this day, I still haven't told anyone about the encounter. So, to the creepy guy at Duke's, I hope you're no longer checking out underage girls and i also hope i don't ever encounter you again hey everyone i hope you all enjoyed these stories if you ever want to submit your own you can do so at southerncannibal.com have a good night everyone and remember to always stay on.